Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Black Shirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Mark. I'm a staff writer at Inside Nebraska, and he is the Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Black Shirt. Uh, Jay, kind of a bad one uh, today here. Uh, we are taking a look at Nebraska's 45-7 to loss um, at right. home to the Michigan Wolverines, the fighting Jim Harbaugh's. Um, you know, I, I guess we can just start with some bare bones stats here. Nebraska, uh, Nebraska was outgained in total yardage, 436 to 305, um, and 70, 74 or 73 yards of that total offense came on, uh, Josh Fleeks's garbage time run, uh, touchdown run. So, um, just not, not great all around, obviously, uh, a ton of people left at halftime. I was up there in the press box, kind of got a good view of everything. Um, obviously it was a hot day. The sun was beating down on these guys. Right. So why not just go somewhere else and take it on, take it on in. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, Jay, um, kind of a disappointing effort in my opinion, but to you, uh, what did you see on Saturday against with the Huskers against Michigan? Yeah. I mean, obviously it, it was a game that got out of hand quickly and that was Michigan's probably game plan. You know, it's their first road game. So they're trying to set a tone for their team, but then also set a tone for the rest of the big 10. And and so that's what happens when you have, you know, a player led team that can, you know, mentally get motivated to go on a road on a national primetime game to send a message. Right. And there's been a lot of doubt up there in Ann Arbor. So Nebraska was on the receiving end of that. But uh, ultimately, I felt like the one, you know, look, the you can talk about the execution, the talent gap and all that. You knew that you knew the talent gap or the vet, you know, the established player gap was was the, the, the was Michigan's advantage before they got on the plane to come down here. They have a, they're a very old team, a lot of guys coming back, but I think the most disappointing thing was the I guess the fight level or the want to really test yourself, right? And and everybody's been or at least for, as a former player, you went into games where you're you know a severe underdog and and playing a team that's you know, a little bit farther along, along along the line. But the one thing that you have to do individually so you can really evaluate yourself and and this will confirm some of your thoughts on yourself, but then also confirm some of the things that you might have to get better at is really go out there and compete. Because at the end of the day, if you only go out there to kind of make it look good or kind of mosey around, then you'd get nothing out of it. And then a year or two later, then you're really caught by surprise. So in short, the the fight level or the tenacity level wasn't where it has been in the first four games. And it's I guess if there's a little bit of positivity or silver lining to come out of it is because of they displayed that for four weeks in a row. So then it, you just assumed at the end of the day, that's what you'd get. And so, you know, this isn't the end all be all, but that's just part of it. And I think that's what part of, you know, essentially being down 45, nothing and so forth and so on. Absolutely. And so uh, as always with this black shirt breakdown, we will try to pick out a few positive plays and then also look at a few negative plays. Now, obviously there was a lot of negative out there on Saturday for the Huskers, but there are some good, good um, instances and moments I thought um, during my rewatch and I grabbed a few of them, Jay. So this first one right. um, I wanted to break, break down is the first and 10 um, from the Wolverines own 40 uh, looks like six, seven yard line. Right. Um, and I, I don't know. I know the defense is late to line up here, Right. Um, but I think John Bullock does a hell of a job um, in getting kind of taking on this block from this tight end. 
shedding him and getting the stop. But what did you see from this specific play, Jay? Yeah, right here you see your back's against the wall, right? You're down 14 on the net. You can't you can't mosey around, but then sometimes, you know, lining up like this, it kind of can put you in an advantage. But, you know, you highlighted John Bullock. He does a really good job. This is like a triple play here, right? He gets in a position, right, takes on the tight end, gets on the fullback, makes the tackle for, you know, a three-yard gain, and that's a positive win in the run game on first and 10, and you're kind of caught by – you got one guy, you know, strapping his helmet up, and then yeah. here comes John Bullock. Look, sometimes you you know you're you're caught by surprise, but look what he does, right? You talk about good leverage, and then you got you know like you said, you got to highlight some of the things. This is a one. This is a guy that's making a, a winning football play, right? You mm-hmm. you kind of get into the tight end, read his block, right? Pads are square, so that means you can kind of bounce off that kind of you know wing, you know the 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 wing back there. Then you're able to take a you know take on a good back there and Dylan uh, Edwards and making it for a three or four yard gain. So. You know, that's a winning play when they watch it today. You you, you want to highlight somebody like this, right? One, two, good leverage, right? Shock and shed twice. And then also, th- these, this is teaching tape. Now, for the other six guys in the second, first and second level, it's not very good. But for him, this is a good individual play within the defense, making a good football play. So good for him. And this, this is, you know, it's not all bad when you're, you know, losing. But this is a good play. This is a good winning play. And, and it's even a better play for a guy that's only been playing linebacker for less than a year. And so, you know, get up on the line, play somewhat of a tight nine. You know, you're you're playing that thing pretty, pretty sturdy and pretty salty. And that's a good play by Bullock. And John Bullock is a guy who you said, Jay, hasn't played a lot. He's played a lot of football here at Nebraska, but not in right. games as a, a former walk-on. He got rewarded with a scholarship this offseason. But Talk about intense dudes. John Bullock is really intense, and he's having a really good season um, for his first time being out there full full time. So I really enjoyed some of the stuff from John Bullock. I know it wasn't a great day defensively, obviously, um, for, for the whole program, but um, I thought John Bullock kind of flied around, and that's kind of what he does. He kind of, you know, he's a hair-on-fire type guy running around and, and laying some hits on people. But uh, for this second, this second play, um, also too, I just thought that this is maybe a good job by John Bullock and nice job from Nick Hendrick, who, um, obviously with the, the issues that Luke Reimer had in the morning, it was kind of a weird situation after the game, Matt rule said Luke was with the team at the hotel. He was at the team breakfast and then was taken to the hospital to get checked out because he was kind of feeling some, uh, just, just hurting. Um, and we all obviously know. Uh, last week against Louisiana Tech, he went down um, with a first quarter injury and never returned. He was on the sideline, though. So just kind of a weird deal. We'll get more um, information on Luke uh, from uh, Rule, hopefully on Monday morning. So um, but yeah, Jay, uh, just getting back to the game here. What what do you see again? Um, I thought this is a really good job from John Bullock, kind of holding his ground and and mucking things up. Yeah, I mean, look, man, you play with good leverage right here. Look at him. He's attacking the block, right? He's staying square, and he's he's fighting like heck. I mean, he's yeah, splitting he the double team. Now, watch. There's a, if you go back, it's a double wing set right here, right? Yeah. This is where, and if you pause it right here, if you can, this is Michigan letting you know we're coming right at you. Okay, you got big 44, their fullback, uh, two, double wing. So pretty much you, this is 13 personnel or if you 22 personnel. There ain't no fair. They ain't doing nothing but running at you. It's a one man route of anything. There's not a well, no, the tight ends can catch it. But if you look at their alignment and look at that wing right there, he's looking to see who he's blocking. See how his head's cocked in right there? Yeah. Okay. It's run. It, this is run, run, run. We used to call it army, right? So look at Bullock. He's attacking the first tight end. Here's a, here's a little secret here for you, Steve. If you ever get jumped, 
You always uh -huh. pick one guy and kick his butt first then you, before you can kick the second guy. But that's what John Bullock does right here. They have a little bit of a, a stunt right there. But look at it, how he's able to attack 89, kind of stay alive and split. Nick Heinrich is, is, is free. But then Bullock makes the play, gets in and gets the, you know, solo or assist right here. Look at look at the shock he's able to do, right? You attack the guys right here. Right here, shock and release head, right? That's Square, a knockback, right? Right, square, he's winning, right? He's, he's staying alive. He's, he's fine, locating the ball, right? Throwing him off a little bit. A little bit of a hold there from 89, but his pads are still square. So the 89 can't get any movement, right? And so then uh, it's a good job by Nick Heinrich. Uh, being a product of the initial stunt there with uh, Jamari Butler's looping outside, right? You would like to see Nick see Nick hit that a little bit. See how he paused a little bit. Yeah. Um. Now this is being a little bit of critique right there. You got to go right, but it's still, you know, he still would have been there by the same time. Good job by Jamari Butler as well, looping around, right, taking on two guys, forty-four. This is a winning play by Jamari Butler, uh, Bullock, and and Nick Heinrich. Really good winning play right here. Watch this, right. Locate one guy, get him off you. Another guy, get him off you. Good finish there by Jamari Butler showing that fight right there. Yeah, that's something that wasn't uh, – there wasn't enough of by, say, like L L John Bullock, right, and Jamari Butler. Look at John Bullock right there, right here. Boom. S square pads. He's hanging all over you. It get, stay Doing your job and, and, and then becoming a football player – is how you get back to playing the defense that everybody, and I'm sure Tony White's going to highlight these plays. He should. Um, you got a couple guys playing, playing at a different rate of speed than everybody else. Those guys need to be highlighted. And uh, speaking of highlighted, let's go to Heinrich Harburg on this 34 yard pitching catch to Billy Kemp. Um, look, a lot was, well, a lot has been made about Heinrich Harburg's quarterback mechanics, his footwork, his arm angle, likes the sidearms and throws sometimes um, that obviously impacted his performance against Michigan, because I think Michigan was kind of, they watched the film, they saw the arm release, the angle that it comes out and they were probably taught to get your hands up uh, a lot more than usual um, in this game. Maybe so um, look, I think Heinrich Harburg's footwork here are, are is all over the place, but um, the end result is good. And I think Jay, you, you mentioned that it kind of worked out in his benefit the way he did. Yeah. This, right? Yeah, man. He, sometimes Heinrich Harburg is back there. He's got sp spaghetti legs, man, like he's uh, Elvis Presley dancing or something. But he's a big old strong kid, and he's able to kind of do some things with his arm strength with bad footwork. But right here, he's dancing, right, wide, too wide of a base and kind of slings it there. And I think his odd kind of body functions, because look, at they're reading the quarterback right here, right? Number zero, and they're reading the quarterback, all eyes on the quarterback here. And – it's able to allow Billy Kemp to get open, right? So this right here, he got it right here, right? Look how wide his base is right there. That is too wide right there. But then it allows Billy Kemp to shake a little bit and break the uh, – and get into the window between the underneath coverage and the uh, top-down defender and is allow him to catch it right in between the middle of the field. Like I said, remember, if you want to become explosive, attack the middle of the field. And then you're able to get it to Billy Kemp, and he's able to uh, make a big play on third and five, not just get the first down, but explosive play, flip the field, and potentially, you know, give Nebraska a chance to score, which they didn't because of a, uh, you know, not a good execution on fourth and one. But this right here, and it's pretty good. I mean, there was it's pretty good pass protection, clean pocket. He could have yeah. stepped up there, even with good footwork. He could have threw it right over that uh, umpire's face, and Billy Kemp would have caught it. 
uh, on the other side of the end, but you know, it worked out the same way. It doesn't have to be pretty, but get the job done. But the one thing that Heinrich Harburg did a good job here of being a little bit patient and taking advantage of the good pocket against a good pass rush, right? So you got to give everybody credit. But then the best thing about it, he kept his eyes downfield, right? He knew Billy Kemp was in a winning situation, and they probably saw this on tape. One on one against the slot, they want to get it to Billy Kemp, and they knew it was man to man, right? You knew number zero, you have him off, right? Right there, he knew it was right there. The good, it's a good throw right there, inside win by Billy Kemp. So good on Billy Kemp. Good delivery uh, by Hardberg, even though it didn't look pretty. Uh, it all worked out. So Jay, what are, what's your opinion on Heinrich Harburg's del- his delivery motion? The just the sidearm. We've seen him sidearm some some throws right. to the flats against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech, which I think personally that works out well that way for those um, throws to the flats, but. Um, Michigan got their hands on some bad balls. Um, right. So just what are you, what, what's your opinion on Heinrich Harburg and his throwing motion, his throwing angle? I think some, I, well, I think his motion is messed up because of his fundamentals. Right. And it's being a little bit more patient. Right. And this is something that you probably got away with in high school because you know, you're a superior athlete out there yeah. and you got, and he does have arm strength. Now mm-hmm. that's where you see the different, that's where you see so many, such a drastic, um, change in velocity and accuracy right because of the bad fundamentals look at right here this is not this is not a manning camp type of fundamental passing right and so yes he has a little bit of a a a sidearm loop de- delivery um but you also see that he's not able to get up on his toes or usually really uses big powerful legs because of the lack of fundamentals so um, Michigan definitely game plan for it based on his arm angle. And that's good for them. And they got good coaches and Nebraska coaches might do the same. If you're playing against a shorter quarterback or somebody that throws the ball to eliminate his height advantage. And it's just something that he has to continue to work on. And it's not going to be perfect overnight, but it's something Heinrich Harburg and the coaches that probably just need to be aware of because it affected the game, right. And it's affected, you know, could affect the passing game in the, in the future. So as things you always work on your weaknesses during practice you don't show up and blindly just go through practice and act like you're perfect because if they were perfect we wouldn't be you know losing 45 7 so it's a you got to just be diligent about it and really be conscientious uh, conscientious of of it of it and then also do it enough to when you get into high pressure situations which is games that you can uh, do it, you know, under pressure and uh, just as your like, you know, daily routine as far as playing quarterback. And uh, during my rewatch, this is one of the first, this is one of the plays that I think kind of really stood out to me. This is the first play of Nebraska's offensive series. So first quarter, 920 left in the first quarter, uh, 12 seconds on the play clock, send uh, Alex Bullock in motion and just uh, the right guard, Nuri Nori whiffs here. I just thought that that was such a, like for such a big game and for it to be your first drive first play and to come out and get it just a a nothing run. Um, I I thought that was kind of deflating really. And then obviously the second play Heinrich Harbor gets his pass tipped, uh, picked off by big Kenneth Grant, 339 pound Kenneth Grant. And then uh, Michigan scores three plays later and and it's 14, nothing in a blink of an eye and like 15 minutes of real time. It was just crazy how quickly everything snowballed for nebraska but jay uh what are you seeing here from the offensive line in this run play well one of the biggest things that they i would say the nebraska offensive linemen this is uh, general this is on the players you know is to eliminate direct access 
right? And direct, yeah. I call them direct access plays. And this is in their whiffs, right? We When we first started doing these black shirt breakdowns, I think it was the Wisconsin game and Benton under, when we needed a drive, he had two direct access plays and pretty much stymied anything you could do to win. So right here, right? Nuri, you know where he's at. He's the biggest dude out there. So you know you got him, right? You got to block down. And you and you see see right there you're, the head dip right there by Nuri and he's a big old athletic guy you know he's gonna to swim you got to kind of attack the hip right there for him right so that where he can't go anywhere then by him beating Nuri so quickly he just blew up the middle now you look at let's go down the line you know Chris Jenkins Jr. right Sunday guy a real deal player NFL look at the guy. leverage he's look how he's look how low he is for three hundred pounds six four three hundred right look at the hands. Look at the look at the split, right? He, he Bryce Benhart comes off of it. He splits the double team. We just we talked about John Bullock right there, right? You talk about square pads, being physical, being strong, playing with good leverage, football strength versus weight room strength. They displayed it right there, but uh, this play was stymied right in the beginning from uh, the whiff on Big Grant, which allowed uh, kind of Grant to kind of knock Bryce Benhart off a little bit, right? And you would like to see you see a Bryce Benhart runs into Nuri, it looks like, because Nuri whiffed it. And so, you know, it's just, you know, you, when you run plays like this, you got to win at the point of attack right there. It's stymie. It's done. Right? It would take a great individual effort by someone else to get this to go. All right? You got Bonner in at fullback. Right? Decent block right there, but the edge is soft because of, the direct access play with the Nuri miss, and then obviously not a good enough double team on uh, Chris Jenkins Jr. by uh, the tight end and, and Bryce Benhart. So it was a negative play at a, at the at the point of attack, and with the direct access there in the first play of the game, that's not how you want to start. And then obviously I think it snowballed from there. But at some point in time, as players and leaders on the team, you got to okay. The scoreboard is the scoreboard. Let's get back to what we let's just do the basics, right? The basics is block the guy or not let him just blow the whole play up. You have a angle on him. You know he's a big athletic guy. You gotta attack. You can't you can't play with the same leverage he has, right? Um, you gotta expect him to, you know, to swim move you. You gotta expect for him to be very violent and strong in there. And uh, you know, when you look at it right here. Right. You're 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 he, Nuri was way over his I call it way over his skis, right? So that means you were a waist bender versus a knee bender. Watch this kind of lunge right here. You see that lunge? Yep. Right. He might have been able to throw you off the other way and split you anywhere just because you're like I I'm almost guaranteeing the feet went dead on contact. See how that foot left foot kind of slid way forward? Yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. And, and and that just because one I've done it before you know as far as taking off blocks but then two when you're doing that on contact there's no way the human body can keep your feet going you got to be choppy stuff see that how the left leg you're just leaning right right there and diving towards them and you're whiffing see that mm-hmm. see how that like left shoulder comes way above your right you want to pin him down so that right shoulder needs to be higher you see that and yeah. uh, so, you know, what I mean by that is, so essentially you, you need to be left foot short, right foot long. If I had to get back and do it, do it and just, I mean, I'm just talking pure angles there. So mm-hmm. uh, that was definitely a minus play right there. And that's what, you know, result of it was the first play of the game. 
Uh, similar to that first play of the game was uh, this. This one kind of stood out to me, too, in the second quarter with 821 left, 19 on the play clock, first and 10. So you got first and 10, ball and 20. This is a great opportunity to get a, a good you know, three, four yard run on on first down, set set the drive up well. And then I think, uh, at least to my eyes, we have Ethan Piper pulling here um, and just does not get a solid block on this edge guy here. And he sets the edge and, and takes yeah. out Grant. Well, it's the same thing here. We'll look at the head here, right? I mean, he's pulling, actually a decent pull, kind of tight. You know this guy's going to show up. Michigan players are going to show up, right? And, and the fullback's got the linebacker. I think that's Ernest Hausman. It is. And we'll talk about that. He does it. Ernest Hausman does a heck of a job there against yep. Bonner. Welcomes him to playing fullback in the Big Ten, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Ethan Piper on the kickout block against the uh, nickel or kind of a little pipsqueak corner here. Look at the head right here. Look at his head dip on contact, right? He's not just going to let you block him, but you whiff right here. Head down, eyes closed, kind of slipped you. You yeah. can almost deal with the st- the stalemate between Bonner and, um, and uh, Houseman because you see Houseman ends up on the ground. Now, I know he got tripped down, but Houseman's coming. Boom. You know, really, to be honest with you, Bonner was it's 50-50. Two guys, they kind of collided. This is like a two Rams ramming right here. Yep. No fair dodging. Boom. Okay. Houseman's bigger. Good shock and release. The play was lost with Ethan Piper not coming inside it. Right here, you need to, again, we need to be right right shoulder upfield, right? You need to be inside. Look out, look at that right there. Look at his helmet right there. Right. That's see right there. See how his helmet is on that white line? Yep. Right, needs right to there be on the inside of him needs to be on the inside. Those are the little things, right? These are the little things that Coach Rayola that I know that he's teaching him that needs to be executed in real time. You're, you're, and look how, and then also if you could go back a little bit, Steve, look how his feet are crossed up, right? See, look at, look at his left foot. Watch his left foot cross his body, right? Watch his left foot cross his body, right there. Yeah. See how then his shoulders get up high, and then guess where his head goes? Right? Mm-hmm. Miss. So that's where it is. It's just And so that play right there, if he's able to kick him out and get him like a half a yard out that way, mm-hmm. then you're putting the onus on Grant. Well, first of all, the number five or f- number five can't make this play. So now with the stalemate right here, you like this block with Bonner, right? He does. I think Bonner does a, a good enough job on, on house. Okay. did a great job here, but I think that it's on right. the it's, safety then to make this tackle. If, if right. Piper does right. his job. Yeah. That's a five yard gain, four yard gain. Yeah. Right. So look at, look at it right here. Let me just look out this, this look at, this is the hard thing about the, what the coaches are seeing, right? You're seeing, you know, I think it's Ben Scott getting up on the second level. Good job here. Right. A good job of, I think the left tackle and tight end, right? Good mm-hmm. stalemate. Look, even set the new line of scrimmage, right? Yep. Good. A, a 50-50 against a somewhat hybrid fullback against a Big Ten linebacker. 50-50 stalemate. So then the onus would, if this if Piper hits his block right here, or just gets, he well, first of all, he whips him. So he didn't even, yep. he didn't yep. even block him. So if Piper gets a body on him, then now we can fairly, evaluate Anthony Grant or put the pressure on him to make Ernest Hausman win or miss on a 50-50 block. Or even if Piper was able to say, let's just play, he was able to get a good realistic 
seal block and it would then you would expect anthony grant to hit it outside but right here the play supposed to be hit up inside right here right a little g iso right hat on hat right yeah it's it's got to be that at the worst case scenario even if ernest houseman kind of gets off and trips him up yeah that's a three or four yard gain uh on first down marcus satterfield is thinking like okay we got a four yard gain that's a winning play uh, we're ahead of the change. Now that was a half a yard gain, one yard gain mm -hmm. when it was blocked up correctly by nine other guys or eight other guys. That's got to be a winning play because when you play against a top ranked defense in Michigan, it is not going to be perfect. They're going to have guys that are going to be able to win some blocks or win some win some matchups. They're, they have guys that are going to be able to, um, you know, stalemate blocks. And so when you're at the point of attack again, you have got to – you cannot lose. That's a direct access play. And those first, those two plays are indicative of why you saw the struggles. But then also you got to think those are indicative of what fans don't see. And what a lot of people don't see in real time is like, well, dang, we got this blocked up pretty dang good, except for one guy. Mm -hmm. And it's the most important guy. Mm -hmm. So I think the urgency that we talked about at times of when you're that guy, which everybody should have that urgency, but when you're that guy at the point of attack, and maybe you need to understand when you are or aren't that guy, you have to get your block or you cannot allow a direct access. And if you want an example of that uh, in that play right there is Piper allowed direct access, complete loss. Bonner, right? A stalemate. You can argue this is it, right? Because in the Big Ten, you're not going to come through with a hybrid linebacker and blow them up out of there. But it's it's a clean block. It's 50-50. Houseman does a really good job. Give it to him, right? So there's two guys at the point of attack, attack one guy that you can deal with, right? You probably yeah. would like Bonner's head on the other side, right, if you want to get into it. But he get, hit his guy. His guy wasn't direct access, right? That's the difference of first contact at the 22-yard line, 23-yard line versus first contact at the 20 yard line and that's where you snap the ball absolutely um obviously we got to end it on this one because i this one caught my attention during the game uh it's fourth and one um on on uh michigan's 11 yard line uh mm -hmm. this is a really key game this was my turning point game in my uh turning point um column that runs on sunday mornings the morning after the game Matt rule calls a timeout initially before this, um, trying to get them to jump off sides. Likely they come out, um, and put the quarterback in shotgun. And we and rule talked about this after the game too. He, he wanted to, this executed better, especially from Heinrich Harburg to not jump, um, maybe even do a little reach, um, which is sort of dangerous, but, uh, Jay, first of all, there's a debate, um, in, in short yardage situ uh, situations, whether it's fourth and one, fourth and two, whatever, are you a fan of shotgun on those on those plays, or do you would you like to see this under center? Uh, I, I'm a, I, you know I'm fifty fifty. I mean I like you under the center, and everybody loves it now because of the Eagles tush push and all yeah. that. So I, I'm a fan of that, right? But I'm also a fan of the way Tom Brady will always look for the soft spot in the sneaks, and his his fourth and one percentage I think was like 95 percent. So. I'm a big fan of underneath the center, but I will tell you this. If we're going to go shotgun, right. I would like this formation to be spread out. 
So that means you will take three out of there, uh, whatever his number is right next to him. That corner's out of there, and that safety hybrid right there, number seven, is out of there. So what that does is that that would that would actually open up the run lanes on the outside. That means 17, the outside linebacker, and 32 yep. can't just sell out and go in there and punch a hole in there. But at the end of the day, when you're 6'4", 225 pounds, mm-hmm. you need to be putting your head down and running right up the back of Ben Scott and uh, Ethan Piper, right? They, 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 there's no miss there. You just, you just jump for no reason. I mean, they run this thing back right here. Get it. You say, Anthony Grant, I'm coming right behind you. Or you go behind me. Let's see if there's an area right here. All right. Ben Scott's got the hardest job. He got 350 pounds right in front of him. Yep. Right. But good snap. Okay. They submarine submarine. Uh, 17 is winning that block against seven, 17 uh, Linden Meyer. Yeah, Lyndon Meyer got beat right there. 17 made the play. 17's a good player. All Big Ten. All Big Ten out. Edge Yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah. But Heinrich Harburg did not. (laughs) Didn't. Run. Rewind that back real quick. Well, we got a different angle if you want to do that one, too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, here we go. Right? Now, I will say this. If you're going to run, if you're going to run that, I'm bringing Bullock in there. I don't need you to fake fake a, I don't need you to fake a route. Why don't you uh, too high there by Lyndon Meyer? Way too high, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He probably didn't think that the, the play was going to come his way. Yeah, that was it, it, you know that was just poor execution. Quarterback buried his head too. Um, and this is this is football awareness. Now, I would, you know, if you're going to run this type of play here, bring in another tight end and let's go man on mano a mano. Then okay, okay, we're going to go tough man contest. And let's bring in somebody. So then uh, Lindemeyer. But Lindemeyer's got to do a better job, right? Way too high, right? You got an easy block here, but wait, look how high he is. He's higher than everybody else on the offensive line, right? Now, granted, he's a freshman. He's done a really good job throughout the season so far of blocking. This is just not his, this is not on his Lindemeyer highlight tape at the end of the, at the end of the season. Yep. Now, I will tell you this, Nuri's too high. Look at him right there. See that? Watch Nuri. Too high. See that? Low man ben wins. Scott, ben, ben Scott is going to probably be high. He's snapping. Nuri, way too high. You got to get the, attack the hip here. Get down and get lead. See, right? See that? So mm-hmm. the Michigan plays with square pads. So with square pads, you can't be pad to pad to get movement. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to be underneath that. Again, the right tackle, Prohaska and uh, Ben Hart, way too high. Chris Jenkins Jr. So really just Nebraska just got their butt kicked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, and, but but then also you'd like your quarterback to be able to make a play, and For so sure. really it, it was. You're right. It was a it was a turning point play because it took the momentum out of the game. Even if you got that fourth down and got three points, you still got some momentum. So, you know, my thoughts are this was a this was a learning experience. Um, I also think Steve, it was a wake up call. I think mm-hmm. some of the habits that were displayed in the first half prior to prior. The, or the two prior or last games in the first half against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech is the same kind of attitude and intensity and laissez-faire attitude that they came out with, but Michigan wasn't playing any games. And so I think it's a wake-up call because I know Matt Rule has been talking to these guys, and I'm sure all the coaches are talking about urgency, starting fast, intensity, so forth. Well, when you're kind of skating by and winning, you can go in one ear out the other. So now I think the wake-up call is there, and I expect – fully expect 
a different team come Friday in the first 15 minutes uh, in Champaign, Illinois. The season is not over. In fact, it's just beginning really with this Illinois game. Um, the next seven games are very winnable. Um, I think Heinrich Harburg has shown f- enough flashes to be able to lead you to think that, you know, if the defense regroups and plays the way that we know it can against these next seven offenses, I think six wins is definitely on the table still. So this is an absolutely massive game for Nebraska going to Champaign for a weird Friday night game. Um, you know, these, these Friday night things can get weird. Let's get weird. It's going to get weird. So, um, I, I don't know. We will, I mean, this is, this is where it gets fun really. Um, just to see how this, this team regroups, recuperates, and, um, we're, we're going to see what they're made of. Just like Matt rule said, after the game, we're going to really see what this team is made of against, uh, Illinois team. That is not the Illinois of last year. The defense has taken a step back with all the pieces that it mis- is missing. Luke Altmeyer is not lighting the world on fire as a quarterback. So, um, uh, we will see, it will be one to watch for sure, but, uh, for Jay Foreman, I am Steve Mark, and that was the Black Shirt Breakdown Michigan style. We'll catch you all later.